A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Trader, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I'm your host for season one of The Traders Canada. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show, The Traders, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. For those of you who know me from my other podcasting, this is a bit different in that it's a recap and analysis rather than going through a format I use and taking a look at Survivor and Big Brother players. This week, of course, we're here to discuss episode four and the person who was eliminated i almost said two people uh, no only one and i have a great guest this week from the traders u.s and a big fan of reality tv and one of the biggest Suri defenders of the reunion (laughs) michael davidson thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it brother absolutely so what have you been up to since you were on the traders um well i've i i got divorced oh um i i recently oh congratulations to me it's it's oh okay i was we celebrate that that. and so um i've i've moved into a new house um i've spent the last year doing a lot of traveling um yeah it's my life has been totally different and i've taken advantage of everything and I've just been using my newfound freedom and what little attention I get to to just run with it. I, I I take it as yeah, I take it as a blessing. And I have been doing a lot of traveling this past year. I was on an episode of Let's Make a Deal that actually Rachel Riley cast me on. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so I did that. I won a vacation. Hey, um, great! Yeah, so yeah, I've I've had a good year. I've had a very good year. I wish I'd seen that episode or maybe has it aired yet? Uh, yeah, it aired okay. originally April 20th. Okay. Um, it, and now Christian is also going to be on an upcoming episode. He just filmed his a few weeks ago. I don't think his has aired yet, though. I don't know the actual okay. date, but Christian should be on an episode. Let's make a deal as well, too. Okay. Wow. All the, you know, now the the former people who were not celebrity stars are becoming celebrity stars and appearing on other shows. See, it's, it's a big yeah, cycle. We'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. 
Well, before we get into this episode, uh, it is time for TT News. Some award updates first. After we reported on the C21 Format Awards a few episodes back, Claudia Winkleman, host of the Traders UK, won in the best host of a format category at the recent ceremony. Well done to Claudia. In addition, Scottish Traders UK contestant Meryl Williams has now been nominated for a BAFTA Scotland Audience Award for Favorite Scott on Screen. Uh, the six nominees were selected by an independent jury comprised of Scottish media and culture experts and recognizes the key Scottish talent who have made an impact with audiences in the past year. It is the only category at the BAFTA Scotland ceremony voted for by the public, and you can vote for your favorite, Meryl, obviously, uh, on the BAFTA website now. Voting closes Monday, October 30th, and the winner will be announced at the BAFTA Scotland Awards Ceremony on Sunday, November 19th. Next, the Traders board game has been officially launched by Goliath Games and All3 Media. Cast members of the Traders UK, including Faye, Alyssa, Alex, Tom, Kiernan, Matt, Wilf, and Hannah, were present for a press launch event at the Spooky London Dungeons. And the board game is available to buy online and in stores now. Now, uh, Michael, you it seems they should give you one. You know, you I should, agree. I yeah. think that we need a we need a board game and we need a peacock prescription. Like, That's right. Well, look, I've got, I yeah, I, I've got bad news for you. Even the people who like go on Survivor and Big Brother, they don't even get Paramount Plus subscriptions. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Probably not Finally, some potentially very disappointing news. Australia's Channel 10, which has broadcast the first two seasons of the, uh, the Traders Australia, held their Upfronts event on Tuesday, October 24th. The Upfronts is a PR function where channels reveal and preview their biggest TV shows for the forthcoming year. But the Traders was nowhere in sight, which has fueled the sad speculation that the show may not be returning to Australian TV, at least not on Channel 10. This would echo the suggestion made by Australian Traders finalist Camille when she spoke to Matthew for a recent Tradar interview special episode and told him that she had also heard rumors that the show would not be recommissioned. Be sure to listen to that full interview, but it's pretty terrible news for Traders fans. And all we can do is live in hope that another channel may pick up the show or the Channel 10 simply hasn't made a decision yet. And they bring it back. That that finale of season two, Australia, did you watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We won't spoil I it mean, here in case some people didn't. But it, it was certainly interesting. Uh, and I mean, the whole season was... Obviously covered here, and I was on the uh, you know, I was on the finale podcast here. Uh, it was uh, oh gosh, some of those faithful they just <laughs> they just had no idea what was going on. All yeah. right, well that's it for the news. So now let's set up the fan favorite Tradar Traitor game. Each of us will lie to one another during the podcast. Uh, the lie can be big or small about the traders, yourself, or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we are looking for fake facts, not fake opinions. Like, I can't say I wish Kate would have won the Traders U.S. Season 1, which is an obvious lie to you anyway, so I, I would never have said that. Uh, plus, you might have stormed off the podcast. Uh, 
<laughs> As I've uh, mentioned previously, any lie involving numbers uh, needs to be a decent size, like an order of magnitude. So I can't say I have uh, nine pages uh, or seven pages of notes when I actually have nine. I need to say like 90 pages or less than one page. At the end of the episode, we'll then put our trader hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect the other person's lie. Are you ready to betray me? I am. Yes. yes. <laughs> In that case, our game begins now. And so does the episode recap. We begin episode four, where episode three left off with the traders in the tower, the two remaining traders in the tower, I should say, uh, discussing whether to murder or recruit. Mike immediately says he thinks it's too early to recruit and Kuzi agrees. As I mentioned last week, that's my opinion as well. Uh, the funny part is when Mike asks if Kuzi will stab him in the back and she says never. Sure, Kuzi, sure. <laughs> They debate their murder target, looking at someone who's obviously not a traitor. Of course, Gerpiar's name is mentioned because he brought up Mike as a possible traitor out of the blue at the round table. Now, last week I noted that it, this was a terrible move, but we also discussed it might save him because it was in front of everyone and it would be so obvious. But Mike also notes a second level thinking that it could be so obvious that it would be a frame up against Mike. And as they're talking about this, and even last week, I was thinking it's what he's saying is true. But I mean, you know, Michael, the faithful too often think so first level. They they yeah. go for the obvious rather than taking that next step. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Um, I love. First of all, I love Koozie. Like, I, she's such mm -hmm. a thinker, and this game is mentally exhausting. Uh, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, going to Walmart is mentally exhausting for me. <laughs> but, like, this game in general is just so mentally exhausting. And she is very strategically strong. Like, she's mentally strong. She's very strategic. She's a thinker. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that when they didn't recruit. And I also love that she was on board to, no, let's get rid of him. Because you're right. Because even if they did suspect that um, he, that Mike is the one who, no sweat on her, you know? Right. So um, I I love it. Um, but no, I agree with you 100%. Faithfuls, as we've seen across the board in this entire franchise, um, yeah, I think there's like this fear level that just kicks mm -hmm. in. And yeah, it's very surface level. They, we, don't, we don't dig deep in our <laughs> strategy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Usually. Uh, the other two they discuss are Kevin, for obvious reasons, and Crystal, because she also went after Melissa B. Uh, this leads to the usual breakfast walk-ins. After a half dozen are there, including both traders, uh, Melissa wonders if there was a recruitment. When another group, including May and Fierce, come in, uh, those two mention that they're sure Rick is a traitor. More people trail into breakfast, and it ends with Rick and Kevin, meaning they actually did go for what we were just talking about, the second level idea of murdering Gurpiar. It appears uh, that, like you said, uh, Kuzi convinced Mike that it would look like a frame up. And yeah, she's like, oh, no, no sweat off of me. So Fierce immediately takes the bait and says it's too obviously an attempt to point the finger at Mike and others agree. So they jump on Rick. 
Uh, now he fires back and, uh, you know, at at both Fierce and May, including asking May if she lost her reality show and pointing out she voted the wrong way the previous night. It it gets a little heated. I'm not sure why Rick asked May about her show since it was MasterChef. It's not like it was a strategic game or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the meantime, uh, Mike is very happy about it as uh, let them argue and not point the finger at him. Meanwhile, Rick continues talking to people and says there must have been a reality TV person among the traders. So looking at who voted the right way that eliminates Kevin and Kuzi, which gives Kuzi an idea to recruit a reality TV person tonight so they can be sacrificed. And that part of what Rick thinks will be taken care of while I stay off of Kuzi. It's actually like you said, Kuzi is always thinking she hears this and she immediately forms an idea from it. I I love Koozie. I I mean, it may be a little early in the game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Koozie might win this thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's very good. Yeah, I had not seen Big Brother Canada, so I had not seen her there before. But with with her first appearance on the screen, I was like, "Wow, I love her. She's yeah. amazing." So they were definitely right, the producers, to make her a traitor. Yes. Uh so we move to post breakfast discussions. May is crying because she knows she's made herself a target by standing apart. Uh, Gurleen and Fierce try to comfort her. But yeah, I said last week that May took the stand against the so-called mob and it was always going to make her look suspicious. Even worse, the mob was right. <laughs> now, you were, of course, a victim of mob thinking that built up over yes. time. So what are your thoughts on the whole mob versus standing apart from the mob? Um, I actually have that in my notes as someone who has been on the receiving end of that mob mentality or that like tunnel vision type gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks. And yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it because so many people are playing scared. They have no interest in playing the game. They have an interest in getting far in the game. And I'm like, if you don't step it up, congratulations, you finished a forgettable eighth place. Like, what? I mean, is that what you came here for? <laughs> um, and so I think we are seeing a lot of that, unfortunately, in every franchise across the board. Um, but yeah, it, it does suck. And like Fierce, I think, is leading that pack. Like we had Brandy and Kate and... Um, Canada has fierce, like mm-hmm. fierce, fierce is good TV. Fierce is very entertaining, but fierce is messy. Fierce is very confidently wrong uh-huh. in everything, that, in everything that they say. And not only are they confidently wrong, they're recruiting other people to agree with them. You know, like in the mm-hmm. U S we saw Quentin, he was wrong, but not, nobody Quentin was, was the wrongest man in trade <laughs> in the traders. Yes. Yeah. But nobody was siding with Quentin. Quentin wasn't going yeah. out trying to recruit people to, mm-hmm. to be villainous with them. You know, like we had Kate and Brandy do. Right. Um, and unfortunately they, Kate and Brandy were right on a lot of things, except for me, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I think Fierce is very confidently wrong and recruiting other people to join in on that. And so that tunnel vision type gameplay, which is so wrong, I think is going to come back to bite Fierce because you can only be wrong so many times before it's like, okay, 
you're just stirring the pot. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think part of what's helping Fierce is they were right last time. Now, yeah. it was at the urging of Kevin, at least in part, uh, but uh, they were right with Melissa B. And so now it's like, oh, well, all my reads are awesome. Um, now, getting to what you said about the people don't want to play, they just want to move forward. So I've yeah. said this before that to me, playing is moving forward. You're right. You don't want to do it in a way to end up in eighth place. You don't just want to go along for a little while and then get knocked out. You have to position yourself. Yeah. So if you can get on the right side of the mob and it sucks that it happened to you, but you know, if another player can get on the right side of the mob, a faithful I'm talking about, not a not a traitor. Um, it's, I think, usually better than doing what May did. Like May was like, no, I refuse to be part of the mob. I'm going to stand out by myself. And it's like, yeah, but guess what? Now you're standing out by yourself, which, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a school of fish. If they all stay together. Sure, someone may get eaten by a shark, but you're less likely than if you're out there swimming alone. Uh, yeah. So it, it's just, you know, you have to you have to gather information. And that's, I think, the part about playing the game. You have to be ready to strike when the time comes rather than just like you said, just going along with everything. Yeah. So and like I hate that for May because May's like. A, a forefront for me she she's one of my favorites and so it's like i don't want her to go home because mm -hmm. we lost erica we lost mel b and now it's like if we lose may like i need entertainment like stop <laughs> stop targeting my entertainment and so i hope i hope may can survive that but we'll get to that later yeah yeah um so rick speaking of entertainment, uh, keeps pushing <laughs> his narrative uh, that it must be a reality star talking to Leroy and Crystal. He includes Travon in his list. And by the way, for anyone who's been listening, I just want to say I've been having trouble figuring out the exact way to pronounce Travon's name. And I finally figured out why. It's because everybody on the show pronounces his name differently. <laughs> it's like I'm watching this episode. It's some are Travon, some are Trayvon. Some are... I'm like, oh, no wonder I'm having problems with it. They, they live with the man and they can't even do it right That's funny. so so anyway uh just you know made me feel a little bit better anyway uh anyway like i said rick included trevon which is a little confusing because trevon isn't a reality star so i'm not sure why he was included in that list in another room mike is holding court and asks who didn't vote for melissa and why and speaking of trevon he says he didn't and kind of blows by the why of it. He's just like, well, you know, I, I explained it to Kevin. And, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he tries to focus attention back on May, saying May got into his head. Then he gives the big reveal that he's not a restaurant server. He works in PR. Ooh. And he thinks that May picked up on that and kept trying to catch him in lies, which I really doubt May had any idea. <laughs> um, but this goes back to something I talk about frequently on a number of reality shows, which is lying about your job for no reason is stupid. And, I, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> and then for him to tell the truth, it's like, OK, so now you've admitted to a lie. Why? 
Why? Why would you do that? And we've seen it on previous seasons. There was one who didn't tell people they were an actor and then said, oh, well, I'm also an actor. And it's like, why are you telling them these things? Uh, you know, there's one on U.S. Big Brother right now who she self-titled herself a brand strategist, which has nothing to do with game strategy. But she didn't want to tell people that because it has the word strategy in it. And now recently she has revealed she's a brand strategist. Ooh, again, you know, it's like these are meaningless, absolutely meaningless. Yeah, except. They can come back to bite you, which we'll get to with Trevon later. <laughs> uh, so there are some discussions in the cars on the way to the mission, but nothing we haven't heard, nothing writing, worth writing home about. The mission itself is one we've seen before on at least one other season. Uh, players are split into two teams. Each has to follow instructions to set up a mosaic uh, on an airport landing strip for a small plane. If both get it right, they get $2,000 per flight. The team who gets it first the most times out of three attempts will visit the armory for a chance to get the first shield of the season. And the shield in this season is the type that just protects from murder only, which is the way most of them have been, but there have been a couple scattered in that haven't. Uh, of course, if the traders follow through on recruiting instead of murdering, like Koozie uh, had indicated, eh, it makes shield useless anyway, but they don't know that. Yeah. So they split into teams with Kevin and May volunteering to be captains. Now, Kevin does a great job of explaining and guiding his team. May sounds like she's doing OK, but her team is all over the place, including uh, Melissa yelling things herself. So in the first round, Kevin's team succeeds. May's fails. No money. Kevin's team gets a point uh, for round two, which, by the way, the first time they ran this, I don't know if I missed it or Kareen didn't fully explain it. I thought it was one run and that was it. And it yeah. was done. And then all of a sudden there's a round two and then there's a round three. I'm like, what, what's going on here? So, um, so may thinks she learned her lesson, but Kevin's starting to get tired and people aren't listening, especially fierce who is saying this isn't right. Even though Kevin was the only one on the team who saw the actual image. So he's like, how would fierce know if it's right or not? Uh, both do end up getting it right this time, but May's team gets it first. Uh, though, to my eyes, their mosaic is a bit cockeyed. So yeah. Yeah, I guess it was okay enough for the pilot. So they get the money, $2,000. Woo! Uh, but now it's tied for the armory visit. So we go to a round three where Kevin's team gets it done first, but May's team messed up again. No money, but Kevin's group will go to the armory. So what did you think of this particular mission? I thought it was very lackluster, okay? Like, the missions themselves, I'll get into my thoughts on, like, how the people played out in the missions and all the drama, but the missions themselves, they're very lackluster yes. in this in this franchise. It's like they just recycle the missions from different, mm -hmm. you know, countries, wherever the show is airing at. Um, I want to see some excitement. Um, I, you know, I'll... They're just boring. I mean, put it like that. They're they're very boring missions. Um, but now the people, like we on on US, we had one mission where um, 
hate, I guess, had like tried to sabotage the mission. And like we, whenever we was on, I wasn't in that mission. I went mm-hmm. home the night before, like two nights before. Um, but I was still in Scotland. And so our researcher was telling us about it. And apparently it was like this really big ordeal, like a big argument. Um, because apparently everyone thought that traders could, um, like sabotage missions to, to win or something. So apparently there was like this big scene. I don't flipping know, but, um, yeah, I wasn't there for it, but the same thing, whenever he was talking about, um, I think it was Rick who said that she sabotaged the mission. Like what, why, why would she sabotage the mission? What's the purpose of it? Like I re- she's yeah. trying to win money too. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I I mean, don't understand stuff like that. uh, Yeah, I mean, to get to, you know, to talk the lack, you know, to address your first point, I agree. It's, you know, kind of a lackluster mission. I think I spent more time on this mission than I have on any other mission on the podcast so far, because usually there's just nothing interesting happens at all. Yeah. Um, This time there is at least something interesting that happens. But you're right. There is literally no reason to sabotage unless unless there is the chance to get a shield instead of money and you value that shield. But that's the only, and that wasn't the case here. It was both. You wanted to get it right and get it first. I think people in your season must've still, I mean, cause your season was one of the first uh, English speaking seasons. And so I, I wonder if people were still thinking of the mole because, because the mole had recently been on Netflix and um, you know, even if, you know, People didn't remember it from however many years ago. But yeah, in that, of course, the mole, the mole's job is to, you know, uh, to sabotage the missions. And so I wonder if people were just thinking they had it in their heads. The trader's job was the same way. And it would be interesting. Well, it was interesting when it was the mole, you know, because then, yes, you have something to actually go off of more than just mob action like we talked about before. Yeah. And little t- slips of the tongue and things like that. So, yeah, it's interesting. There was one season. I, ugh, New Zealand and Australia were airing at the same time. So certain things blend together for me. But there was one season when, like, at the very beginning, the traders had a mission of their own. And so they had to accomplish this mission. And if they did, more money would be added to the pot. So it was still going into the overall pot. Yeah, but they had their own little mission. And a lot of us thought, oh, that's going to continue through the season. No, that was it. It was one time and done. Uh, So, yeah, it's it is interesting. I I hope that we will see some shield missions where they really do have to make a choice. Yeah. Um, And in Australia season two, there were there, there were some missions like that where you had to make a choice and there were other missions that were just dumb where it was like, well, you can sacrifice a, a bar of silver for, a, 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 you know, a stein of beer or whatever it was. Yeah. And people were doing that for no good reason. And no, so I, I, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't disagree with that. And like even the, the shields, mm-hmm. it's like they're not even that great because I mean, like. Only a select few get to compete for it. Mm-hmm. One person gets it. The likelihood of that person being murdered, um, I mean, it's it's kind of like the shot in the dark on Survivor, you know? Right. It's like the likelihood of it actually working out. Like I remember, um, it's funny because they showed Reza making fun of Ryan saying he was looking for a secret door, because mm-hmm. you know, in the Pink Panther theme, um, Ryan actually found a secret door <laughs> in our castle. 
He did. He, he found the secret door. They didn't show that. They showed him being the ditzy guy looking for one, but didn't show that he actually found one. Um, but the secret door that he found was to our armory. Um, and so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Production's like, get away from the door. Get away from that. And he's like, no, it's a door. I've been looking for this all week. Um, but it was pretty funny. But yeah, Ryan actually found it. But like, whenever we went in, it was, I, I just didn't understand the purpose of it because it's like, I mean, I did get to go in one time. They didn't show that. Um, they didn't. So I, I did get to go in once. But it was just very lackluster. I feel like it needs a, a oomph, like a yeah. revamping on it. So Yeah, and I was going to talk about this more later, and we may still. But I, I don't – I mean, when it's two teams like this or however many teams, the Shield really does essentially protect the whole team. Yeah. Because usually the traders won't go after anyone on that team because it's possible that it will save them. Uh, and so, it, you know, it usually works out that way. And then there are chances for individual shields some other times where you can actually exchange you know, money for it. In those cases, if it's, you know, if I'm a faithful and I have a chance, you know, sacrifice a thousand dollars to get the shield. Oh, I'm going to take the shield because I know yeah. I'm going to at least make it then for one more night. Uh, but yeah, in these groups, uh, you know, and, and Rick, yes. You know, so then we come back to what you were saying about Rick, you know, suggesting that may purposely through the challenge. So he wouldn't get the shield so she can murder him if he doesn't get banished. And like you said, it, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, I'm going to jump time order a little bit here because later. Kevin tells May about this conversation and she decides to confront Rick and he puts up a very loud defense, even though fierce is also there, you know, on May's side. And, you know, May tries to be logical, but like you said, Rick is not, he just, he's making it all about him. Like the traders are planning this grand vast strategy that is all about Rick. And I, Rick, I know that you are probably the most famous person there in general, you know, for as far as Canadians are concerned. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the whole game revolves around you. you know? <laughs> and, you know, May is just not, you know, May is not going to give up the money so that he wouldn't get a shield. It's just, and then I just, May is trying to be logical and she just spirals out because it's like, it's like, you know, on, I'm going to, you know, this is a deep reference here, a deep cut reference. It's like on the old original Star Treks where uh, Captain Kirk would find a planet controlled by a computer and he would out logic the computer and the computer would basically start smoking and blow up. And that's what happened there is May was trying to out logic, but it was the reverse. Rick, because of his lack of logic made smoke come out of May's ears and, and she yeah. blew up at that point. And I, let me just say, I love that May did not back down. I love yes. that she defended herself. Mm -hmm. I love that she fought. I love that she played um, because it like, I love my entire cast, but like I was watching the show, I would have watch parties with people and it would be like episode six. And my friend would be like, has that person been here the whole time? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they have because nobody fought. They were sheep mm -hmm. to the slaughter. They, it's like they went with the flow until the flow eventually took them under. They never stood up for themselves. They never fought. And actually the night that I went home, I got into a huge blow up with Shelby at the round table 
because she basically was just like, you know, Michael, I'm going to vote for you. And I was like, my God, Shelby, step it up. Like, st- you've literally sat here and said that nobody in this room even acknowledges you. Nobody in this room talks to you. So whenever I go, do you think that you're going to stick around? Do you think they're going to start talking to you then? I'm your shield right now, Shelby. And so me and Shelby got, well, it was one-sided because she never fought back. She never spoke uh-huh. up. But, like, we got into a huge blow-up, and it didn't air any of that. But um, I don't know. It's just. Well, let me just say, let me just say you you were proven right, because as you sit here and tell this story, I cannot for the life of me picture who Shelby is. So sorry, Shelby. (laughs) I just. (laughs) Oh, God, I love Shelby. I'll I'll say it with that. I do love Shelby. But um, yeah, no, I love the fact that May defended herself. I love that she fought for herself and she stood up for herself. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, getting to what you were talking about, that some people just don't get featured. I think there was a couple of things going on. Uh, And I think that this is mostly, though not entirely, but mostly due to having a combined celebrity slash non-celebrity cast. Yeah. And of course, they're going to focus on the celebrities. I mean, we saw that in episode one of Traders Canada. It was all about Erica and May and Rick and uh, Kevin, you know. And so if you if you have those celebrities there, you want to feature them. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're going to dry, you know, draw in the eyeballs and everything else. And the other thing, which is obviously something that was discussed at your reunion, was the non-celebrities are more likely to follow the lead of the celebrities. And so I think uh, you said something to the effect of you would have followed Suri anywhere. Uh I would have. Yes, (laughs) I would have. And it's funny, like, again, something else that wasn't shown because I guess it didn't tie into a storyline. But myself, Suri, Rachel and Andy made a final four on day one. And so um, I guess that was another big downfall that I had was trusting them. So like, if I walked into a room and I saw Andy I, I didn't feel the need to stay in that room. I left uh-huh. the room because I knew yeah. Andy had my back. Mm-hmm. If I walked in, I saw Rachel. I didn't have to stay in that room because I knew if I was being talked about, Rachel had my back. And Rachel was one of the few that had my back. Rachel did report back to me. But I was grossly mistaken on Andy. Um, and I, I listened. Call me crazy, but Sarita not vote me out. And I'm convinced that she would have stayed true to my final four. I know everybody on the whole season was convinced she would have stayed true to them. But um, I appreciate That's, the fact that she didn't vote me out. So I mean, you just you just define Sari's magic abilities. Everybody is everybody <laughs> is convinced she would stay true to them. I She's literally, as we're recording this, we I just got finished watching the big most recent Big Brother episode, and it ended with Sari talking about another player saying he has a lot going on in this game, but there's a lot of things that he's missing. And one of the things he's missing is me. You know? <laughs> and so we'll see if she can pull that one out. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, you know, coming back to this, it's yeah, it's, it's just this combination effect. And may is one who I think was already primed to stand up for herself because she's been on reality TV before. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it was non-strategic, but she's at least used to cameras and talking to cameras and being out there. And, you know, probably they picked her for her personality somewhat that she was more likely to, to be that way. I, I think that most of them are, but like 
some of them are just fading into the background already. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, it happens. And unfortunately, I mean, it happens on almost every reality show. You know, they have to pick and choose. I mean, we saw it with Erica herself on her season of Survivor. Like, you know, I talked about it uh, previously on on this podcast a few episodes ago that uh, when when I was podcasting about Survivor for Erica's season, I said there's absolutely 100 percent no chance that Erica can win because we just haven't seen her. Yeah. Lo and behold. You know, so, so it doesn't always work out that way. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, getting back to where we are now, um, Kevin tells Mike he's 90% sure that Mike's faithful which shows that Kevin's not always right in his reads. Uh, he notes that Gerpiar calling out Mike and then getting murdered is too obvious. But Kevin is the one person I would expect multi-level thinking from because he's a professional poker player. The thing is, he needs to go that one more level higher, you know, where you realize what your opponent is doing. Aha, if if Gerpiar is murdered, then we will think it's a frame up, but Mike will know that we think it's a frame up and therefore he'll do it anyway. But Kevin didn't uh, Kevin didn't give Mike that much credit, I guess. No. Now, Kevin won Big Brother Canada. Is that right? He won his second season. Yes. His returning okay. season. I think it was an all star season. Okay. Yes. Uh, and he's a professional poker player as well. OK. Um, so there's some other discussion about Melissa screwing up the challenge and other things that I doubt will ever mean anything. More interesting is May telling Crystal that she went into the prior roundtable not even thinking of Crystal and planning to vote Rick, but then nobody jumped in or joined in. And so and then Melissa A uh, brought up Crystal's name. So Crystal is, you know, questioning this like, well, but why did you know, asking May, why did you jump onto that? And May said, well, she felt like she was just left hanging out to dry with the Rick thing. So basically, May, the person who's against joining the mob action, just admitted she joined a mob action, just the wrong mob action. So, uh, yes. you know, so much for standing up for what she thought. If she was standing up yeah. for what she thought, she would have voted Rick and said to heck with both of this. Uh, so, you know, and all of this ends up leading Crystal to believe May is a traitor. Yeah, I love, let me just interject there. I loved Crystal's ability to stay calm and confident in that moment. Like she did not care to confront May. And whenever May was like, well, this, she's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You said this. And like, she didn't care to call her out right to her face. Right. And she was very calm, very confident in everything that she said. 
And that mindset and that skill set is something to be watchful for. Yes. So Crystal really kind of pulled herself up a few notches on this episode for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in another discussion, uh, Koozie and Mike were talking to some others and Crystal was there, too. Uh, she flat out said she suspected Mike because of the way he opened up the previous roundtable by asking Melissa B questions and giving her the floor to defend herself. It seemed too rehearsed. Now, I'll be interviewing Melissa B uh, very shortly and we'll ask about this. But Koozie said it wasn't planned. And I believe I'd seen elsewhere that Melissa had said, no, it wasn't planned, at least not on her part. Uh, Mike defends himself logically by asking if he were a traitor, why would he open himself up like that? So again, that, you know, second level thinking. Uh, Koozie tells us that Mike is fumbling too much and people are going to realize it, but they need to, she needs to make sure she stays separate from that so they don't clock her too. And one part that I did kind of gloss over earlier or skip over entirely was Mike had said, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible liar. So if they come after me, Mike, you're a magician. You literally lie for a living. (laughs) So yeah. Then we go to some separate confessionals that were along the way uh, with Koozie reiterating that it would be good to recruit while Mike says they don't need to recruit tonight. So that should be interesting. And I will talk about that at the end of the episode. Time for the armory. We had talked about this uh, earlier, but the whole team agrees not to indicate who has the shield. So it effectively protects all of them. And the shield goes to the one person who didn't need it at all. Koozie. Uh, She celebrates. But the thing is, if those two murder tonight, they still can't reasonably pick someone from that group or it will give away that someone there is a traitor. Um, I mean, there was. A season, I think it was Australia season two, where the traitors got a little too full of themselves and they were like, ah, let's go after someone in that group. And, you know, they end up uh, getting the one who had the shield. But, um, you know, it's not something you should do. You know, if you're playing logically and rationally, you should just don't target those people because you've got especially at this point, you've got so many on the other team anyway. I agree with that. Um, It's funny because, like, I've I've talked to Christian several times from my season and, you know, he had that huge flub up where he said that he was recruited to be a traitor um, there toward the end. And his whole flub up is a nice way of putting it. Yes. I I mean, that was a a self-inflicted mortal wound, but yes. Yeah. And so one of the reasons that he says he done that was because um, the teams who always went into the armory were like never targeted. And so he just assumed that because he was not in the armory the night before, that they would have believed it or something. And I'm mm. like, I don't know. But yeah, so. Yeah, what's particularly interesting is because yours was like the first English language season to air or among, you know, the, it wasn't the first. I think it was the was first to film. I think Australia right, but then, first, then yeah, UK, and yeah. we filmed first. But because, yeah, I guess that's, that's what I'm, you know, trying to get at. And I think it was the first that most people in the U.S. saw. I know it was for me because I didn't watch Australia and U.K. until they came to Peacock. I think I may have. I don't remember. But uh, but in 
in the way he brought it up, a lot of people were confused, not just in the game, but watching like, well, how would he even know about recruiting if he wasn't a trader? Obviously, at this point, we know it's in the rules somewhere. It talks yeah. about the traders may recruit, and da, da. but that was never explained on the show. And so everybody's yeah. like, what is he doing? Why is he even bringing this up? Where did this come from? You know, so, yeah, now it's a little bit different. Everybody knows everything. So, yeah. except in New Zealand, where they call it seduction. Which, uh, you know, there's a whole different ring to it there. Yeah. I've actually not watched the New Zealand version. I think that's the okay. only one I've not watched. So. Okay. Well, you're going to be spoiled on the winner in a few weeks when we have one of the one of the winners on as a as a guest uh, here. So uh, you know, hurry, up, hurry up and go watch that. Yes. Um, we're heading to the roundtable now. And May says she's just going to call out whoever she wants because she has nothing to be afraid of. Which is wrong uh just just calling people out is a bad idea and i would think that she realized that by now uh you know and she's like well i know that i'm a faithful it's like, so what so do all the other faithfuls who get voted out you know that doesn't yeah. say anything um yeah. rick doesn't think the discussion will be about him as much which is also wrong <laughs> um and indeed, Fierce immediately begins by going after Rick for saying he slept fabulously the previous night and then changing his answer, which this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Typical for the traders, jumping on little things that almost always mean literally nothing, like just yeah. a slip of the tongue. And people are immediately like, aha, you slept well, you must be a trader. <laughs> Listen, it's. It's very exhausting at those round tables. They last, or at least ours did, lasted a lot longer than what is shown. Um, everybody is quiet and very few speak up. And those few who speak up, they don't want the attention on them. So, like, I know um, Cody, for example, at the very first round table we was at, he brought up me and Geraldine. Nobody else wanted to go home first. Mm -hmm. So everybody after that was Michael and Geraldine, Michael and Geraldine, because nobody was about to change the conversation. Right. Nobody was. Thankfully for me, Geraldine was one of those people who didn't defend herself or speak up for herself. Mm -hmm. So even fighting for myself, looking like the fool that I was, I mean, people, you know, she she didn't do a good job defending herself. But, yeah, they're they're very exhausting because you do have a few that's not afraid. And then the followers who jump on their bandwagon do whatever they tell them to do. Mm -hmm. So they're not straying from that. So it's like, like I said earlier with fierce, it's like, okay, you, everybody else who's on fierce's side is again, pouncing on that same mm -hmm. person. And it's, it's, it's rough. Those, those round tables are very overwhelming because especially as a faithful who, you know, like I'm telling you the truth and right. like, there's nothing you have not seen people looking you dead in the eye, calling you a liar. And there's nothing you can do to change their mind. It's very frustrating. It's very nerve wracking. It's very heartbreaking. It's disappointing. It's yeah. I, I've as someone who's been yeah. there, you know, every round table I went to, I was there. It, it was rough, very rough. Yeah. And for your case, you know, Cody, of course, one of the celebrities. So when he speaks, people are going to listen just a little bit more than everyone, you know, than anyone yeah. else. And I mean, that's you know, it's it's something common. It happens on Survivor all the time. Someone's name gets brought up and it just 
steamrolls towards that person, you know, if it's like the first thing and they barely got to know each other yet. And so yeah. I think in your case, it's even worse because it's like one day. Uh, it, 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 like the celebrities, they really do have such an influence. Like I remember maybe it was the night that maybe it was the night that Brandy went home. Um, that round table had started out going towards Sari. The whole mm-hmm. round table was Sari, you're a traitor. Sari, you're a traitor. And Brandy's like, um, I know for certain, you know, you did this and I caught you in a lie with this. And Amanda spoke up against her and she's like, no, I don't think so. And Brandy wasn't having it. And then everybody just like pushed Amanda to the side because it's like, I guess Brandy held, held more weight to her. Mm-hmm. But then I made the mistake because again, they didn't show this. So you think they would since they showed it at the reunion, yeah. but Brandy had made a comment, um, to Sari that even I said she was a traitor. And I was like, I don't think so, honey. I would have never. And so that <laughs> that then started me and uh, then started me and Brandy. But yeah, Amanda had like spoken. We didn't get to see much of Amanda, I guess, because she had COVID and went home early, but um, yeah. they just wrote her out. But yeah, her and Brandy got into a little tizzy at that one. And people just brushed Amanda off, like ignored her like she was nothing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it. it you know, again, it goes back to that whole mixed season and then the the mix of personalities on top of that. Uh, in this, you know, coming back to this episode, Leroy joins in and says Rick is suspicious because he jumps into private conversations, quickly says things and then leaves. Uh, Rick defends himself and says, well, everyone is just following basically what you just said. Uh, Fierce calls him flustered. And then mentions names that Rick has brought up, including May. But then if anyone really wanted to see what flustered looked like, look at May, because she's angrily talking about him accusing her of throwing the mission. And meanwhile, Koozie is just sitting back and telling us that May and Fierce are pushing hard for Rick. And in, in her words, and they are loud and they are wrong. And so... Uh, you know, they will end up looking like traitors if Rick is banished because, you know, for the same reason, Rick started looking like a traitor for pushing so hard early on. Now, Rick keeps defending while pointing out other people. Uh, Donna, once again, shows her amazing psychic powers by saying, <laughs> uh, well-known nice guy Rick would be the perfect traitor. Um, other, and that's pretty much all we see of Donna, like all episode, I think. Um Others then jump on that and say, aha, but it's too perfect. So now we're getting to the multi-level thinking, you know, um, Kuzi says she doesn't think he's a traitor. Hmm. Wonder why. Uh, nor does Kevin, who says, no, he's just a cartoony showman. Mary brings up Travon's lie and wonders how that even affected his game to cause him to lie about it, which good question, Mary. Uh, the correct answer is it was a dumb thing to do, but he tries to respond, uh, you know, with other answers and the others just gang up on him and point out the lie didn't make sense. Coming clean at that point didn't make sense. It was illogical. He defends himself by basically saying, I am illogical. Look, I voted for Kevin before. Um, and which, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that's a very good defense. It's kind of like, no, I'm too. I mean, we I, we've seen this before. The I'm too dumb to be a traitor defense, but uh, uh, it, it didn't didn't work. It was earlier on this season, actually. Yeah. Uh, Mary notes that Rick is calm 
while Travon is spiraling, which I thought was interesting. This there must have been a big gap of time because a minute ago on TV, Rick was the example of flustered. Now Rick's the example of calm, according to Mary. Um, Kevin tells us, uh, as far as Travon, I don't think he's a traitor. I just think he's the worst faithful in the history of the show. Now, obviously, before coming on here, Kevin did not have a chance to see the Traders Australian, too, uh, because then he would not have said such a thing. Also, hey, Chastain said the same thing about me. Do you remember at the breakfast table? She's like, I don't know if he's a traitor, but he's definitely the worst faithful ever. No. So, OK. Yeah. Well, he said and- the same thing about me. <laughs> Um, but I would like to point to the person I, we both mentioned earlier, and that is Quentin, uh, the, the wrongest man in traders history, I believe. So at least in us traders, uh, yeah. and like I said, until, until, uh, Australia season two came out, you know, yeah. he may have, he may have some competition there. Um, so then the voting starts. Rick votes Travon crystal votes may, but spells it wrong. So may corrects her. And Crystal fixes it and they both get, you know, a little snotty with each other, uh, which was funny. Um, Mary votes Travon. Uh, May votes Rick and writes, I'm not sorry on on the uh, pad. Uh, Travon votes Rick. And they leave us in a cliffhanger. I bet production was loving that. I bet production was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I am not loving this cliffhanger. Uh, I no, give us, come on. I mean, I know they usually leave us on a different cliffhanger, but, and maybe that's why they, well, we'll, we get into it, but it it may be that they do it because it's going to be a recruitment. And so there's no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But it's going to be a recruitment. Yeah. But come on. So who, who do you think will be banished? Oh gosh. I'm I'm gonna say um Rick. Hmm. Okay. I was leaning towards well, I am leaning towards Travon because they jumped on him for his dumb lie. But even though even though Crystal was one of the people doing it, she voted May because she's convinced May is a traitor. I think Mike and Kuzi will go after him. Although now that I think about it, Kuzi said, I mean, Kuzi basically said she didn't think any of the people who are up for banishment are traitors. So I don't know where she'll go. Um, I mean, here's one thing that made me think this. He made a comment in a confessional late in the roundtable about not wanting to split up the vote. And so I wonder if that's going to play a role that because there's three people up here, yeah, he's he won't get a majority but he'll get a plurality and that'll be all it takes. Yeah, that it's very likely. Um, I will say, I think they recruit fierce. Um, oh, because okay, well, hold that. Let, let me, um, yeah. So, okay. You're, you're just, uh, you know, 30 seconds ahead of me, but, uh, uh, I just wanted to set up in the preview for next week. We see that Mike and Kuzi argue in the tower about whether to recruit or murder. Um, and yeah, that was the reason also. Kuzi's you know, getting her way. Yeah, She'll yes. get her way. Yes, because Kuzi specifically told Mike she's heard his name. So I think that will immediately change his mind. Yeah. Um, and they're going to pick, I think they're going to pick a sacrificial lamb. So you think it'll be fierce. Why fierce? I think it'll be fierce because, 
like I said, Koozie's getting her way, and she's already said she wants to recruit a reality star. Mm-hmm. Um, I think May would be a good person, but May's like a little messy, and I don't know if they can trust May. You know, because we saw in the UK mm-hmm. – they revealed the traitor, which totally ruins the game. Like it's yeah. super annoying. Don't do that. Um, so I don't know if Koozie would recruit her because could they work with her? You know, um, I think that she's, I think they would recruit fierce. I really do because okay. fierce is very loud and outspoken as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, um, I, I don't, I don't know fierce pronouns. So I'll just say they, but like, mm-hmm. I don't, I could, I feel like that's a good reason to target them because they're loud and they're already suspecting a reality star. And that's something that you can say subtly, Oh, they're always dropping people's name. They're always throwing people out there because Koozie's very strategic. She's very smart. Um, and so I think that she will pick up on that as a reason to throw fierce under the bus. Okay. See, I'm thinking it will be may because they don't need to work with her. They just need a sacrificial lamb. And we saw on a different international season fairly recently, I won't say which one, uh, that, you know, the traders did something similar where they picked someone with the intent of literally just sacrificing them right away. And so, I, I mean, again, the people in this show could not have seen that one. The timing would not have worked out. Yeah. Uh, but I just I, I think that the thinking will be similar i think may is the perfect sacrifice at this point there's enough people who already think she's a traitor i don't think there are that many people who think fierce is a traitor and and so you know you you get may if may survives this banishment which is not a given then i think they recruit may and then they sacrifice me immediately. Yeah, I <laughs> so, think the fan in me is just hoping that that doesn't happen to May because I love May. May is right. good TV. May is one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean she's good TV. She's not good at the game uh, in particular. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, let's face it: there are very few people who, at this point, are good at the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but. It's uh, it, you know, it's difficult at these early stages. You certainly know that better than anyone. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think overall, May, Travon, and Rick are just are, are playing you know, really bad games. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they seem like nice people. They're just all over the place. Each of them has made some really bad strategic moves, and there are all these unforced errors. Uh, and, and the thing is, May. I had such high hopes for May early because she started down the right path because in the first vote, she talked about, yes, I voted with the group uh, and then later told everyone, yeah, we each may have had other names in our heads, but we came together to go after a specific person. And that's the right thing to do early on to survive. As much as it sucks for the person who's targeted, if they're faithful, yeah, it's still the right thing for the others to do. As long as they don't turn on you, you know, when the mob turns on you, then, you know, then you're screwed. But um, but then she was like, oh, we did that. But now I'm going to go off in a completely different direction. And we talked about that earlier. So, yeah, I I don't know. What are your thoughts on uh, on who's playing well, who isn't in this episode overall now that it just kind of it kind of came to such an abrupt ending there? I I think Crystal's playing a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I've already said Koozie 
I love Kuzi. I, I think Kuzi, I can't imagine that Kuzi's not winning, like this whole thing. Like Kuzi's like Sari 2.0. Um, yeah. But I think Crystal is coming to the forefront for me. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that she's cool, calm, and collected, but also not afraid to speak her mind. Um, I think that's that's good qualities to have mm-hmm. because um, the fact that she will speak her mind, not afraid to upset people, will probably keep her safe in a traitor turret. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she's cool, calm, and collected will probably keep her safe at a roundtable banishment. So, yeah, I'm well, a just, big fan of Crystal. It may come down to, I mean, if if you know, if you have the right read there, it may come down to who you know pulls the trigger first on the other one. You know, if yeah. if Crystal can figure out Koozie is the traitor or Koozie knocks off Crystal first or has minions do it. Uh, yeah. So, no, that'll be that'll be interesting. All right. Well, any other thoughts here as we uh, I, wrap I have up? none. No, I think okay. we covered everything. OK, well, before we finish up, I want to let everyone know we do have uh, a lot of great stuff coming at you here on the Trader podcast. I mentioned earlier that Matthew had an interview with the Traders Australia season two hero, Camille, and uh, we will have or he will have more of those coming soon. I also mentioned I will have an interview with the trader who was voted out last week, Melissa B, also coming soon. And there may be another special announcement coming in the days ahead as well. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you get everything uh, that comes out under the Trader Trader header. I also want to remind everyone that we have a great uh, further planned lineup of guests for the coming weeks, including a fan favorite player from the recent second Australian season. Uh, As I mentioned, one of the winners of the New Zealand season and several other uh, friends of mine, people I know who have been following or covering reality TV for many years. Uh, Michael, where can everyone find you? What are you up to? What do you want to promote? Tell people about. Um, As far as promotion, I don't really have anything to promote. I'm a very simple, small town person. Um, If you want to keep up with me or follow me, you can follow me on Instagram it's at Michael Davidson underscore. Um, yeah, I, I don't really post mm-hmm. much except for my dogs and my kids. I usually post <laughs> a lot of my stories, but yeah. But no, that's about it. I'm, I'm on Instagram if you want to see pictures of my kids playing basketball or something. So Yeah, and that's where that's where we met, was on Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> Steph tagged me in your um, reel that you had made about mm-hmm. me saying that I would have followed Steph, Rachel, and Sri to yes. moon and back. And I was like, ah. It's funny because I actually was very familiar with your work um, with, you know, YX Lost and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very familiar with that because I'm a massive Survivor fan. But seeing the reel, it was just so comical to me. Like, a lot of people don't embrace their cringe or own their cringe or own mm-hmm. their name. Like, as a fan, I mean, I just own it, you know? Like, I'm yeah. a hot mess. Just own it, you know? <laughs> oh, the edit made me look. No, I don't want to edit. It was me. I'm a mess. <laughs> but, yeah, so, no. But the, the reel was really funny, and it mm-hmm. Steph tagged me, and so that's how we got acquainted. So Yes, yes. And I appreciate uh, players who can do that. You know, I will generally, when I make my various reels, which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute here, but uh, when I make them, I usually only tag players who are shown in a positive light. I'm not trying to call out. And it really annoys me when people come in and snitch tag 
the negatives. <laughs> it's like they'll come in like, ha ha, look at that person. And they'll tag them to make fun of them. And I'll go in and delete them and often block someone who does that because it's just rude. You know, yeah. I'm I'm not trying to make fun necessarily. Well, sometimes I am, but I'm not trying to tag someone and making fun of them. Um, yeah. You know, and in your case, I think it was just I didn't I didn't know you were out there taggable at the time. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, with that, it is time to finish the Trader Trader game. Ooh. Ah. Uh, so, Michael, did you lie to me? I did lie to you. I lied to you as well. I'm going to try to Listen. guess yours first. Okay. And I have no idea because, see, this is a problem. I'm I, I keep forgetting to pay attention while we're going through everything. And this happened to me last episode, too, because uh, the person that, uh, you know, my guest uh, was a friend of mine, a former co-worker. And if I thought about it, I'd have known his lie immediately. But I just wasn't thinking about it at the time. So now I have to think back of all the things. Uh, oh, my gosh, I. I'm going to have to I'm I'm going to have to give up. I cannot. It's probably something related to your season. You know what? It's the secret door. I'm going to say that the secret door was never found. The secret door was found. Ah, Ryan okay. did find the secret door. That's a better um, story like, anyway. Yeah, it was related to my season. Amanda and Brandy never got into an argument. No, ah. they did not. Um, now, Brandy did start out the round table gunning for Sari, and she did say, Michael told me Sari, and that's when it shifted to me because I lost my crap on her. <laughs> um, but yeah, had I stayed quiet, we probably could have got a traitor out that night, but <laughs> I, I couldn't let Sari know that I was gunning for her. There's no yeah. way it would have been down like that. So Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then uh, any idea what my lie was? No, none, because you kept the same tone. Everything you said, you didn't stutter over your words, none. I was listening. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have a clue. I, I couldn't tell you. Okay, I snuck mine in. Uh, it was, it was, it, I, I mean, it was, it, it was real sneaky. I have to admit. I said, Melissa wondered at breakfast if there was a recruitment, a recruitment. It was actually Gerline who wondered at breakfast if there was a recruitment. And yeah. so it was a, a little tiny lie, but it completely switched the people. So I just slipped that in there and I'm like, I hope he didn't have that in his notes. Um, well, I mean, with as much airtime as Gerlene's gotten, I I didn't think it would have been her. <laughs> it's a good point. And Melissa A, which is why I said it, because I'm not sure we even saw. I mean, I think we saw Melissa A speak once this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, which and it's been true most of the season with her. Uh, yeah. And like you said, Gerlene and Gerlene is even one of the returning reality people, although it's like farming for love or something like that yeah um i, I had never heard of that show but i no. just realized whenever she was going into the shield room the armory to get the shield whenever it said her show mm -hmm. i was like oh she's a returning celeb <laughs> and she's not getting this air right so it happens <laughs> it happens um, all right so there we have it episode four of the traders canada uh, if anyone wants to reach out to let me know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting, as Michael mentioned. Uh, I podcast about both Survivor and Big Brother on the Rob Has a Podcast Network reality TV wrap ups with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. 
And those come out, uh, they both come out every weekend, uh, at least for the next few weeks until Big Brothers, U.S. Big Brothers, finally over. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, you can also find me on all my various accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree. Or you can just go directly to my uh, different social media on tech space like Twitter and Blue Sky. I'm at David Bloomberg on the video platforms like TikTok, YouTube and Instagram. I'm at David Bloomberg TV. And because threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Uh, for the video sites, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, I post three or four reality TV short videos, reels, uh, whatever they're called on the different uh, platforms on those sites every day. Right now, it's a mix of everything. There's, you know, there's Big Brother, there's U.S. Survivor, there's the Traders Canada, there's House of Villains, uh, you know, starting next. You're giving Shake a hard way to go, man. You're giving Shake a hard way to go. Well, yes. That. Yeah. On House <laughs> of Villains. Well, he came in. He didn't know who Omarosa was and he didn't know how to play the game. Same with Jax. They both <laughs> came in and they're just like, oh, we'll just all be friends here. It's called House of Villains, for God's sake. Uh, but yes. So, you know, like today I've you know posted one of each of these different shows. And so. Um, you know, I'm looking at my uh, drafts for the upcoming days. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to fit them all in. So <laughs> some days there may be five. Who knows? Uh, but again, you know, at David Bloomberg TV for those different sites. Uh, you should also make sure to check out the various accounts for this podcast. Overall, you can find us on Instagram as at the Tradar podcast and on Twitter as at the Tradar pod. You can also email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support the cost of publishing this podcast, you can drop Matthew a few bucks or whatever they're called in Canada on uh, uh, at uh, coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. I will be back here again in a week with another fun guest. Hopefully everyone uh, tunes back in. Like I said, subscribe to make sure you get everything that we're doing and feel free to reach out uh, through social media in the meantime. Michael, thank you once again. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, uh, we will see everybody in a week. Bye. Thank you, sir. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.